Well, this is sermon content for December 6, and we're so happy that you visited our website. Now, all this year, one Sunday morning a month, I've been in pursuit of an important theme, faith according to Scripture. And this is sermon number 12 in the series for 2020. And the point of this series is to use Scripture to form our understanding of what faith is, what faith does, how faith in Christ is the foundation of a good life made possible by the grace of God. That has been our object, and if you want to review the sermons in this series, they are located here on our website and the Just Cast platform. Now today, I think you'll enjoy this discussion of hymns of faith. I've read and I have observed that every culture has some form of song. Certainly our culture does. I found this book a few weeks ago called America Sings. This was used in the 1950s and 60s in grade schools, junior high choruses, in families, campsites, Boy Scout, Girl Scout meetings. Contents include the Star Spangled Banner, of course, America, My Country, Tis of Thee, Red River Valley, and some of you may remember Turkey and the Straw. These are songs of our history and our culture. Every culture has some form of song. Well, our culture, our primary life relationship as Christians is being faithful disciples of Christ. Part of our worship and edification is singing as instructed in Ephesians and Colossians and other passages. And so I thought it would be encouraging and edifying to conclude this series on faith this year with this sermon I'm calling the hymns of our faith. I'm going to speak to us from three of our commonly used hymns and I'll reflect on how the lyrics express what Scripture says about faith. That's our aim, to reflect on these three hymns and how the lyrics express what Scripture says about our faith. The first one is, Faith is the Victory. This comes right from 1 John 5, and verse 4, faith is the victory. That's from 1 John 5, verse 4. Let's listen to that passage. 1 John 5, I'll read verses 1 through 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes 
that Jesus is the Son of God. Let's take a look at that passage for a moment. What is implied in this text? Well, that we are opposed and we are tempted and pulled by the world. Our way of life as Christians is not popular, not celebrated, not respected by many unbelievers. There are efforts to push us out of the way. Forms of censorship are already beginning to appear. And there are ever-present temptations each of us encounter individually. God's people have always been the objects of opposition and temptation. Therefore, the need for power and victory, John says, that power and victory is accessed by the activity of our faith. Faith is the victory, it can be said, and is in the song. And notice in the passage, this means loving God and keeping His commandments. In the song we sing, we are called Christian soldiers who do what? We rise up. We press into the battle. We stand against the foes. We tread the ground onward to the fray. We keep doing all of this, loving God and keeping His commandments, knowing that faith is the victory. It isn't that we are so good, so skilled, so tough and strategic. No, the power is God's, and we tap into that power by the activity of our faith. The devil wants hardship to become our defeat. He wants us down and discouraged. He works his craft, and that is to slowly lead us away from zeal into indifference and then rebellion and even bitterness. But we who are living by the activity of faith in Christ press on. We stand against the foes, knowing that faith is the victory, the faith by which saints before us conquered death is still our shining shield. Here is another hymn of faith, Trust and Obey, Trust and Obey. And we sing, there's no other way. All through Scripture, a constant is trust in the Lord. In the book of Psalms, trust in God is in print on almost every page. Here's one example where trust in the child of God is the child of God's response to threats. Psalm 3114, but I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. And here's another instance in the book of Psalms, chapter 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my God. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out 
or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, my whole being rejoices, my flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I think the essence of this is David knew God would keep his promises. Now some of this is prophetic, having to do with the promise of the Messiah and David's sense of certainty and joy in that reality. But underlying all of this, David's simple trust in God, expressed in his taking refuge in God. I want to say to us, if you develop a strong trust in the Lord before a crisis, that trust can just continue and actually see you through the crisis, and you can thrive under pressure. Don't wait till crisis knocks at your door to begin to try to gather up faith quickly. Start out with faith. When you first become a Christian, feed that faith, develop and grow the activity of that faith, and that prepares you for crisis that you may not be able to see today. So in the song, we are walking with the Lord in the light of his word. He abides with us still. Trust and obey. There is no other way. Parents, teach this simple song to your children and talk to them about what this means. Tell them that this is not a blind leap of faith. The evidence of God's existence and goodness is visible. The integrity of the claims of Christ and the New Testament have been tested and can be tested, and the result is authenticity and trust. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are as authentic as any historical document from that era. No, having greater integrity than anything from that time period that was written. Faith, trust, isn't a blind leap. It is dependence on what is evident from God. In fellowship sweet, we will someday sit at his feet or will walk by his side in the way. That phrase can have present application and in heaven eternal application. Trust and obey one of the beloved hymns of our faith. And then one of my favorites, We Saw Thee Not. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. 
1 Peter chapter 1. Peter was writing to Christians who were undergoing a fiery trial of persecution. A fiery trial, it says in verse 7, they were tested by fire. It may remind the Bible student of Daniel and his friends who were tested by literal fire. Peter, in this epistle, wants to comfort and encourage these persecuted Christians. So there is this in 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Well, you heard that phrase, verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Now, this goes to what I was talking about a few minutes ago about the integrity of the New Testament the abundant evidence that God is, that Jesus was sent, that he died, was raised, and ascended to the right hand of God. There were witnesses. There were witnesses who now through Scripture continue to attest to these historical facts. But we were not there. We saw thee not, the song says. Yet, because of the evidence and our need to relate to the designer, we believe and rejoice. We believe the deed was done on the cross that shook the earth and veiled the sun. We believe when witnesses arrived at the tomb, angels said, why seek the living with the dead? We walk not with the chosen few, but we have what they wrote and preached in this book. We didn't see him suffering and dying. And we were not witnesses to his resurrection and his ascension. But John 20, 29 says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, about these songs or hymns of faith that many of us have memorized and that we use in worship and may sing privately. Let's do more than just memorize words. 
Let's do more than just make certain the words are scriptural. Let's do more than just sing them over and over with good musical attention. Let's live what we sing. Live what we sing. If these hymns of faith are biblically accurate, if they reflect what is written and what we believe, let us live out these songs in life, not just vocally, but practically and daily from the heart, from the inside out. If you are a Christian, faith in Christ is a decision you made to give your life over to him in a comprehensive personal commitment with whatever sacrifice might come along. When you acted on that faith in repentance and baptism, the idea wasn't, well, if everything goes smoothly, I'll stick with this until I die. No. If you were sincere in that initial response of obedience, the commitment was, no matter what kind of difficulty, persecution, temptation, illness, national crisis, or whatever crisis I cannot imagine, I'm in. I'm committed. Faith is the victory. Trust and obey. There is no other way. While I didn't see Jesus on the cross, I know the deed was done that shook the earth and veiled the sun. This has really been a tough year. Not just for Christians, but for everybody, everywhere. I can name people I knew personally who were taken from their earthly existence by the spreading virus. Others who were ill, still some suffering, here at Laurel Heights, we've had three funerals in recent months. But those people we lost spent their lives singing these songs and living out their faith in Christ. It is what I must do, what you must do, trust and obey, for there is no other way. Thank you for being with us.